Hey everyone, Wildman here. Get ready for the second part of a three-part series with Dave and Lindsay Hall, hosts of On Rock Petrospective Podcast. If you are a Petra fan of any sort, you don't want to miss any of these episodes. Hey, even if you're not a Petra fan, you don't want to miss it either, as this time together couldn't introduce you into a whole new world consisting of Petra's great music career covering 33 years. And as promised, there is an amazing surprise for everyone in this episode. So let's get started. This is Leah, and you're listening to The Wildman and Steve Show. You are about to listen to the intersection of faith, talk, and music. The Wildman and Steve Show starts right now. You know, I just want to shift gears here, uh, kind of on a dime, if I may. Um, one of the questions you asked uh, about, you know, any questions or how to prepare for this episode. And one of, you might remember, I did respond in an email and I said, um, if there were any questions that you would like to ask the band, what, what would they be? And like specifically Bob Hartman. Well, I just want to tell you right now, here's your chance because he's joining the room right now. Oh my goodness. What the? <laughs> are you serious? Yes. <laughs> hey, Bob, are you there, sir? I am. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, oh, Mr. This Hartman. Is, this is an honor. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, sir. You remember Steve. You remember me as Wild Man, but I, I, I'm surprising the Petrospective podcast hosts um that i i told you about and they didn't know you were going to be here until this very second so we want to thank you for taking the time um so while they're thinking you know uh, uh transitioning um let me just <laughs> let me just hit you with a question to begin with bob and that would be when you first started petra did you ever think that in 2021 you would be talking on a podcast that is talking to another podcast that is devoted to the ministry of Petra. Did you ever think that day would come? No, never imagined anything like that. You know, it's uh, the technology we've seen uh, just grow and grow and grow. And uh, now we can actually video all the way across the world. And I mean, that's just amazing. Well, th this is an opportunity, I think, for all Petra fans. So we've got a couple of guys here who from Australia who are such big fans of Petra that they started their own podcast about Petra. And so really you guys, uh, Lindsay and Dave, you guys are kind of speaking for all the Petra fans who would uh. love to have this opportunity to speak directly to the Bob Hartman. 
So, guys, the floor is yours. What would you like to wow. ask Bob? Well, before I ask anything, I, I just want to say thank you to to Bob for um, the ministry that you have have um, done over the years. Um, the songs that you've written, the the heart that you have, it comes through in the music that you've produced. And, you know, Lindsay and I share regularly on our podcast how much it's impacted our lives. And we know that it's impacted the lives of many people. It's brought many people to the Lord. So before anything, I just want to thank you for honouring the gift that God placed in your heart, um, honouring the gifts that he's given you in your life. And the ministry you've had has just had such an impact on us and on so many people around the world. So I want to start just saying thank you so much for what you've done. Well, thank you for that. Uh, and I, I really appreciate you guys. I mean, it's amazing to me that somebody after 50 years would start a podcast about uh, our band, you know, that uh, we had very simple beginnings, you know, to see what God has done through the ministry of Petra has just been amazing, you know, to see there still is someone who thinks that, uh, you know, we're worthy of a podcast. That's a great honor. So thank you guys. Well, um, look, I want to, I guess I want to ask, I I could ask so many things. Look, I'd like to ask you about, about your song, your songwriting, because, We've been talking a lot in depth about the about the themes and the messages that 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 you that you've put into your songs, and I, I've always wondered how how you came to write songs. Like, are you the sort of person who you you felt a message develop in your heart and and wrote around that, or or were you the sort of person who a tune or a, or a piece of music came to you first and you built around that? I've always wondered how you came to write your songs. Yeah, uh, it actually has happened in a lot of different kind of ways. Um, let me uh, just kind of give you a little background, though. Yeah, I started when I first became a Christian. Uh, I had written some songs before that, uh, but music and, and not lyrics. And when I became a Christian, I realized I had something I could say. And uh, so I began to write Christian lyrics. Then when I went to Bible school, uh, that's when things really changed a lot because I studied there and they later asked me to teach. They asked me to teach theology. And that's the last thing in the world I wanted to teach. But I realized after getting into it that this was the most fundamental and greatest uh, thing that I could do for my songwriting uh, because it gave me such a great doctrinal foundation and uh, being able to say something that's doctrinally right and relevant to uh, an audience. And so that really uh, was a lot of it. So to say the most, I would say the most uh, way that I wrote a song would be I would come up with a lyrical idea and then form the music around that. There have been times where uh, I formed the music first and came up with the lyrics, but that's not that's more rare than uh, than what I did with uh, uh, for the most part. Now, and I co-wrote a lot of songs actually with uh, John Alafonte, and 
uh, often he would have a melody and uh, you know chords and so forth, and then I would put lyrics to it. So I had to sharpen my uh, tools from that perspective as well, because that's a whole different kind of, of thing when you're uh, interpreting the music through the lyrics you're using. But the most, for the most part, I came up with a, a lyrical idea and then wrote a song around it. ask a bit about your your musical background and, and your influences something I've been particularly struck with is David and I have gone back to listen from the very beginning and from the first albums sequentially through noticing the evolution of your sound and style um, and those early albums I've sort of reflected put me more in mind of groups like the Allman Brothers band was one that kind of particularly came to mind um, sort of in those first two, but then you progress into in, into others, and we've just hit your hard rock phase. W- were you very conscious of of a of a change in style and sound, or was it something that was just naturally working its way out in your songwriting over the course of time? I would say it was pretty natural. Uh, of course, the first couple of albums our lineup was two guitars. So mm. it lended, so lended itself uh, quite a bit to uh, dual guitar parts and things like that. So there was a, uh, a definite, uh, uh, you know, going in that direction for that. And then as uh, later on, we, we changed and got keyboards. And of course, keyboards opens up a whole new uh, world. And uh, so, uh, but I, I would say that I've always been a rocker uh, and, you know, you can put different labels on what kind of rock, but uh, I think, uh, you know, that's really what my roots are.
Yeah. Oh, wow. And I, I guess um, you've shared about um, what the band was like earlier on and, and there was a lot of, obviously, a lot of change there in the late 70s going into into the early 80s when you sort of, when when, when Greg Voles came in and then and John Slick and Mark Kelly joined and, and we've sort of looked at that at that time period. But I guess we we've wondered, it really seems like, there might. I'm just wondering how it felt for you, you know, sort of the, that journey in the early days before Petra, uh, I guess, became more and more and more. I don't know. Before the the success allowed the band to to tour more frequently and and move in the ministry journey that they went to. Were there times where you wondered whether or not, you know, were you questioned? The calling that maybe you felt that was there were there were there were there struggles there in with with guys you know moving on from from the band in those early days how how was that sort of journey for you? There there definitely was. Uh, in fact, uh, I would say all through our existence, we constantly uh, would go to the Lord and say, "Are we doing? Are we still doing your will here? Is this really what you want?" and uh, I think that uh, that kept us humble because, you know, there were a million struggles um, and we needed to know that God was with us to make it through those struggles. It's so easy for a band to break up because you've got all these individual personalities. You're trying to meld them together into something that's uh, cohesive and, and, of course, spiritual. So yeah, we would uh, we might might lose a member and uh, look for another member in a way that most bands wouldn't look to replace a person, um, because we looked for someone who understood what we were doing, understood the heart of our ministry, and wanted to be a part of that, and that's what we looked for even over above musicianship. And uh, I think that got us through a lot of things because, mm. you know, there's a lot of different temptations out there. Uh, you know, somebody decides they want to be a star in Christian music. And, uh, uh, well, just this brings up, you know, John Schlitt uh, to mind because when we found John, he had been out of music for like five years and literally was working in a shale mine on the in the backside of the desert and i mean he was as far away from music about as you could possibly be and uh, we loved that about it because uh he was just totally fresh and uh totally excited about singing for god and you know so that was the kind of person that uh fit right in with petra and uh, so we've done that all throughout career
I, I can't remember if it was the interview that, that Wildman and Steve did with John uh, or if it's another interview I've heard with John Schlitt, but I remember it's interesting that you shared that about, about his heart and stuff because I remember John said the church he was attending to not long after he had given his life to the Lord, he, he was asked or offered or whatever to do some, something with the worship team in the church and the pastor came up to him afterwards and said, I don't think this is for you. And um, I found it quite ironic that that several years later, um, the opportunity came for him to to use his gifts and and the heart the heart comes out when he sings. We've been we've been um, sharing that on our podcast that you can just hear his heart for God when he when he sings and the passion he has. So I just found that interesting uh, comparison there to to what I've heard John say about the first time he sang after he'd given his life to the Lord. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, he was determined to uh, to leave music, uh, and that's exactly the place you want to be when God calls you to service. Mm-hmm. You know, where you've given it up, and you've said, "Here it is; it's on the altar." And uh, then God says, "Okay, now you're ready." And mm-hmm. uh, that's the way John was. <laughs> sharing before about theology and doctrine in your songs and we've we've been talking and I've heard you talk about a lot of opposition to, to the ministry of the band in the early years uh, right through the mid 80s and we've been sharing as we've reviewed your albums and looked at the songs and the lyrics and just the the the, the solid foundation of 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 Christian uh, teaching and biblical basis of, of what you've written. For us who've grown up in that late 80s, 90s time period where Christian music was much more accepted, we found it so hard to understand why there was so much opposition to to your ministry when the songs that you're writing have such a basis in 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 the Bible, in 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 the sound, the love of God and, and and that those 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 heartfelt messages and I've just I've always wondered what it was like for you facing that opposition when your heart is very evident in what you were te- uh, what you were recording. Uh, you know there was uh, a lot of uh, people, a lot of pastors actually preaching against rock and roll in the pulpits, and uh, so we had to find our way through all of that to our audience, which uh, you know young people understood and were receiving something from our music. And if it wasn't for the testimonies of young people, we probably would have been discouraged 
to the point maybe of even breaking up because of uh, the different kinds of uh, criticisms we were receiving. And most of the time, those people would never even stop to, to listen to our lyrics. You know, they would just listen to the style of music and say, well, that can't be of God. And uh, so that was a very hard thing. But when I, I know this, that God used us to plow the field for a lot of other artists, mm. because we did have a strong biblical message. And when people would examine what we were saying in our songs, they realized, yes, this is uh, right from God. This is uh, right from the Bible. And that, uh, I think, plowed the ground for a lot of other bands, for people to be open to different styles of music for different reasons. And as time went on, you know, we began to see more and more uh, uh, favorable outcomes from uh, church people. And of course, there was a turnover in uh, uh, the church from youth pastors to senior pastors. So mm. many youth pastors that were very big on Petra and what we were doing later became senior pastors. And we've had lots of testimonies now from senior pastors saying, man, I listen to you guys growing up and, uh, you know, all kinds of things. You know, uh, they say, I've had many testimonies. I used your song such and such in my sermon, you know. And, uh, you know, those are just great uh, things that just make you feel so good. question there for a moment. Did you find any better reception from Christians in other countries uh, as you began touring uh, compared with some of the opposition you found from Christians in the United States? Or was it when you were experiencing the opposition, did you experience that everywhere? There were places around the world that uh, didn't have the hangups uh, that America did about rock music. Um, and of course, it was always fun to uh, go to those places. Uh, but then there were other places that had probably just as much. And I would say a few places where all of that lasted even longer than it did in America. Hmm. So uh, it was different around the world. But, um, you know, we, we uh, were part of the what people call the Jesus movement. 
So it was, you know, a lot of young people during the time we started were doing coffee houses and uh, things like that. And, you know, when we would play for uh, people our own age who, who were counterculture people trying to reach uh, the lost, uh, we had a great time because they had no hangups at all about it. They understood what we were doing and uh, were all for it. So, you know, there was enough encouragement even through all the discouragement from the church that uh, it really kept us going. And uh, as, as, we, uh, as we went further and further, we began to see more and more fruit. And I would say that mm -hmm. fruit is what really uh, changed people's minds. Because, you know, when young people say, I got saved at a Petra concert, or this really uh, ministers to me spiritually, you know, this music, uh, those kinds of testimonies, those are hard to, uh, to try to discount. And uh, so the more of those we had, the more uh, people understood what God was trying to do through Petra. section here so i'm going to be the kind of the questioner and we're going to get a wild man in on this to answer questions lindsey dave and bob so i'm going to ask one question everybody take a turn at it uh and and wild man has no idea what i'm going to ask uh nobody else has any idea what i'm going to ask so this is all raw it's completely fresh uh so here we go so the first question and i'm going to throw it out to uh lindsey which Petra song has meant the most to you? And I'm not asking what your favorite song is, but which Petra song has meant the most to you? So, Lindsay, go first. Uh, more power to you. Um, that, that song brings tears to my eyes every single time, and it's one that I think in a, in a, very, <laughs> in a very metaphysical sense, in a, in a supernatural sense, it, it is a song that has coincidentally um come back at at key moments in my life when i have needed to to have the encouragement of that of that message and that um i have been feeling weary um and exhausted uh and and sometimes questioning whether i can even go on and then somehow that song lands again um usually unintentionally and but i just find myself hearing it and um it, you know, it just draws me back into the presence of God and, and 
reminds me to take my rest. You say you've been feeling weaker, weaker by the day. You say you can't make the joy of your salvation stay. Dave, Dave, what would that be for you? Oh, just one. Just one song. <laughs> I, I could miss one per album. Um, I think growing up for me, the, the song that, that that's meant the most for me growing up was probably Seen and Not Heard off uh, the Beyond Belief album. At the time that came out, I was, I was in the middle of high school. I was one of only a few Christians in the high school that I went to. Growing up, as I, as I shared before, growing up in a Christian family with, with a pastor as a dad, I always felt there was a lot of people looking at me and listening to me. And I, being a teenager, obviously, I found that battle of trying to live, live the right life and, and say the right things a constant struggle with the, when you're surrounded by people who are not Christian and um, when I heard that song, it really sort of, it struck a real chord in my life uh, to realise that people weren't really wanting to hear what I had to say about God. They were looking at, at what it meant in my life, how I lived my life and how that impacted. And it's something that I have, I've probably held on to growing up into my adult life, working in the world. Um, I was a pastor for, for, for seven, eight years, a youth pastor myself for seven, eight years realizing that people have their eyes on me and and how I live my life is a bigger testimony than the things I say. And I guess that that's that's reflected in, in, in the book of James, you know. So your faith by what you say, I'll show you my faith by what I do. And um and even now I've got I've got two sons that I'm growing up and I'm constantly um encouraging them to, to realize that that their actions, their behaviors, people are looking at them and, and that has a bigger impact um, in people's lives than, than the things we say sometimes.
Bob, that might be a very hard question for you because songs are your creation. They're like your children. You can't ever pick a favorite child. But And so, again, not necessarily the favorite, but is there a Petra song that has really meant the most to you over the years? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, believe it or not, the song No Doubt mm. uh, has been very uh, special to me because we've had so many different testimonies about how God has used that song in someone's life. Uh, it's an amazing how many testimonies we've heard of people that were in some sort of, uh, you know, whatever struggle, and they were driving their car, and that song came on, and they had to pull over to the side of the road, weeping uh, before God. And that is the greatest uh, compliment, I guess, any songwriter could ever have, is that they wrote something that God used in such a way that it changed somebody. It uh, meant something to someone and uh, helped them in their life. This test of your faith will last As long as it takes to pass Do you have no more doubt you'll endure And your faith will emerge true and good No doubt it'll be alright with God So, Wild Man, everybody else has, has been able to answer the challenge. We know there's a hundred Petra songs that could all be the favorite or the, or the most meaningful. Everybody else has done it. You're on the spot. Most meaningful Petra song. You know, it's 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 crazy because I'm, I'm of the ilk that, honestly, there is not one that if it was playing right now that I would not turn up and want to listen to. You know, there's there's none of them that have been a disappointment, Bob. I just want to make that very clear. There's zero Petra songs out there from my perspective that has been a, uh, a disappointment. But since he's pushing me to choose one, it would be Whole World from Back to the Street.
that's one of my that's my favorite it was on my phone as a ringtone for a long time i love the i love the keyboard beginning um with john laurie doing a great job there and the message of the song the lyrics of that song is can be is, is um timeless it can be something played at any generation at any time talking about how difficult our world is but he still has the whole world in his hands and of course we had an amazing Bob Hartman guitar solo on that song. So that's that's why that that's the one that's meant the most to me. remember anything about the guitar solo <laughs> honestly there's stuff there's stuff i played uh there was some guy i think from brazil or someplace who did a whole uh video of my solos and i didn't i couldn't remember half of them what what he was playing and it was uh <laughs> It was, and I, I know that there's a lot of those I couldn't play now, you know, but uh, it was a lot of fun to hear them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's a question you guys may not have thought of before, but sometimes a band will go on tour and will play an entire album, first song to last song, do, do a complete thing. So if you could hear a Petra album live, start to finish. Which album would that be? And Dave, we'll start off with you. Which Petra <laughs> album would you like to hear live, start to finish? Start to finish live. Um, I would. I would probably say I would want to hear Beyond Belief, um, and, and and just just above Jekyll and Hyde. But um, I, I, yeah. There, there's something about the the that album we're coming up to the album very soon in our in our podcast journey but there's just something about all the songs on that album there's 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 i would just love to see a lot of that a lot of those played live i've always wanted to see uh bob playing the uh, and i did get to see him play the lead intro bit for i'm on the rock as part of the the medley on the farewell album but there's a lot of a lot of the, the, the songs on there that just live I think would just have a real powerful impact. Wild Man next. 
Oh, I, I, I gotta go with the first one. I gotta go with Petra. The, the self-titled album. Yep, I got it. And even Lucas McGraw. I love Lucas McGraw. <laughs> I love that song. Everyone <laughs> loves Lucas McGraw. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And and I know that if he didn't remember the solo for Whole World, he probably doesn't remember much from that one because that one was at the very beginning. But I love the guitar work on that album. It mm. was it was raw. It was uh, that 70s distorted sound. It didn't have a lot of effects with it. And yeah, I'd go back to that, even though I was a Petra fan for probably about 10 years before I even heard that album, um, because I mean, I heard Lucas McGraw because that was one that everybody knew of. Um, but it took me a while to go back in the history and get the original one. And and yeah, that's the one that I would choose. And I know Bob just kind of chuckled and smiled when I said that, but that, that's what I would go with. You can sing Walking in the Light. I've seen you do it recently. You can sing Walking in the Light, right? <laughs> I don't think I'd have to lower the guitar down. <laughs> Quite a bit now. You're shaving every day. You wave and chase women. And you kissed your wife today. You went to church last Sunday. And you shook the preacher's hand. And they say, Okay, Lindsay, which one would be your album? Well, you know, because fortunately I'm Dave's brother, so clearly I'm going with Dave to his concert. So I get to see, I get to experience Beyond Belief and have my choice. So thank you for that concert. Thank you for doing it in this order, Steve. Um, Look, mine would be not of this world. Um, That is, it's always, I found that to be a remarkable album. That cr- we talked about this a lot when we did it. It creates an an atmosphere across the, the expanse of the album. It's hard to define, um, but it is undeniable. And it's a, an album that I've always just loved soaking in. And I think, mate, if you could if you could wrangle if you could wrangle that team back together. Um, I, yeah, that would be, that would be something special.
Think about playing an album start to finish out of the whole Petra catalog. Which one would you like to play start to finish? Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, I don't know, it might be Jekyll and Hyde. new and fun but uh i don't know i, I guess that would be the best answer uh, but i did want to make a comment about the uh uh lucas mcgraw which might you know clear up some of the uh mystery behind the uh how odd it was to have that song on that album yeah one of the things that uh that we had uh to do is try to break the ice uh, in a church setting or whatever. And so we would do this little comedy bluegrass set as an icebreaker. And that's where the Lucas McGraw came from. Wow. And, you know, we would do this joking around thing and and uh, people would laugh. And after that, you know, they would love everything we did. So that was uh, the Lucas McGraw thing was part of a, you know, medley part of a bluegrass set and uh it was really something that god used okay so last of the around the horn questions and we're kind of going to go off the music a little bit favorite petra album art the Ooh. album art <laughs> album cover Okay. <laughs> you, you're stealing our thing here, Steve. <laughs> because, because, you know, and we've talked about this on the show too, but for, for a lot of people and serious people who really love a band and, and so forth, we soak it all up, right? We, we love the music. We love the album art. If it's a gatefold, we want to look at the, the stuff inside. We want to look at the back. You know, we, we, we just every aspect of it. So favorite album art. And this time we're going to start with Bob. Uh, as you think back again, what's your favorite album art? I think it was more power to you because uh, that was just a mind-blowing uh, piece of art to, to at the time. And the fact that, I mean, this was 
right when Star Wars was coming out and there was all this interest in, uh, you know, sci-fi and space and everything. And uh, that album uh, was really, I think the album artwork did a lot for that album. Um, now, the album before that, Never Say Die, uh, the artist, I think, really captured the spirit of that uh, whole album uh, with that cover. And that would be my second favorite. And uh, it was very surprising to me that he could top that when he did More Power to You. As, as Lindsay alluded to a second ago, we actually um, discuss each of the album covers and the artwork on as part of our podcast, and and we we've sort of ranked them as a joint effort. Um, and I'll say, Bob, that more power to you sits second for me because my um, all-time favourite album cover art is the "This Means War" um, one, and we 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 spent on our recent podcast on it. We spent probably 10, 15 minutes talking about that, but just the the the, the man, um, you know, clearly on his knees before God, the the the, the real that that sort of that tie into the to the theme of warfare is in, in, in spiritual warfare is about praying and coming before God. That is just um, for me it's just an, an amazing piece of 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 artwork and cover art that um, encapsulates the entire message of of that album in one hit, and I love that one. what about you uh favorite is more power to you uh for me um that, that's kind of writing that line of you know we can have a favorite but objectively we might feel something is the best and and i agree with dave this means war i, I consider to be just hitting all those all those beats but um at heart the the true heart of what god has made me i'm a sci-fi geek 
big time. So you put a spaceship that is in the shape of a guitar flying through the stars. Yeah. Um, You've, you have, you've hooked me for life. So. by the day You say you can't make the joy of your salvation stay The good things come to them that wait Not to those who hesitate So hurry up and wait upon the Lord More power to you When you stay Trusting with your whole heart in the message you have heard More power to you when we're all in one accord They that wait Okay, wild man, it's all yeah. on you. I would, I would, I, I'm staying with the spaceship theme, but I'm going with Back to the Street. Um, probably because that was the very first Petra album I ever purchased was Back to the Street. Mm. But just the the idea, you know, because there were several albums that had that guitar spaceship um, on each album cover, and back to the street specifically, the message was clear. There was the the lamplight, the, the post, and and all of that in the buildings, which was telling everybody that you know we need, as the song said, we need to take this message back to the street. You know, we need to take, we need to minister to the people that are on the street and get out of the get out of the church and get out into the street. So that's what I would choose. What a great episode. It was an honor to watch as Dave and Lindsay from Australia were given the opportunity to connect with Petra founder Bob Hartman. Bob is such a humble man who has accomplished so much. We all can learn much from him. But the most important part, as he shared that anytime there was a change in the band, 
They would always take it to the Lord and ask Him if they should continue. It takes a humble heart to realize that life is not about us or what we desire, but about Jesus and what He desires to do in and through us. The book of James tells us to humble ourselves before the Lord. The emphasis is on God's presence. When we are in the presence of God, natural humility should be the result. I pray this is true for all of us. May we see how big God is and how small we are. We will see you next time for the final episode featuring On Rock Petrospective Podcast. The Wild Man and Steve Show is now partnering with New Release Today. Find out more about them at newreleasetoday.com. And don't forget to check out our website where you can also leave us a review at wildmanandsteve.com. Thank you for listening, everybody, and we will see you next time.